This is Multilingual Genius episode 14. This one was not in the sequence of episodes, but definitely something that um, just thinking about um, brings tears to my eyes and just emotion. Um, But as always with our affirmations, I am worthy, I am enough, I am deserving, I am brilliant, I am beautiful, I am loving, I am loved, I am trustworthy, I am trusting, I trust myself, I am honest, I am brave, I am unique, I am me. I am a leader, I am kind. We're gonna have a great podcast. So this is a long time coming. Um, This particular topic on gun violence, gun control, and just violence in general um, when it comes to education and multilingual learning. I'm driving home and I close my eyes and I, you know, think about the mass shootings that currently are happening regularly. Like, um, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong in terms of the numbers, but I believe there was like 200 shootings so far this year. And there's been, you know, just racially driven shootings like the one in the church. Um, There was another one in um, off of San Antonio, like in Texas. And, you know, I was in San Antonio, Texas when that particular school shooting, you know, when we talk about shootings, uh, talking about shootings that happened in general, and then when we're talking about school shootings, um, it hits home for the field um, that I am in, but it also magnifies the issue at hand. And, you know, I just said that I was in San Antonio, I was in Texas when this happened, and um both me and a school leader were um, working, and when she told me, I just could not grapple or process what was happening in real time. So I didn't. Um, And I want people to know that that that's okay um, to be able not to process something that's happening immediately. Um, I had a sense of shock and a sense of like, you know, I also want to give thanks for the fact that I'm still very emotional about these things because um, when something becomes so frequent, it becomes normal. 
And when it becomes normal, it lacks luster in the sense of emotions. And it lacks luster in the sense of you become numb to these, um, these, all these factors. And I want to say that, like, you know, it's happened over a week ago. Uh, it's been almost two weeks, actually. And I still think about how many lives, young lives, you know, there were second, third, fourth graders, I believe. And it, it, it just doesn't make sense. And to try and make sense of something that is so senseless is harmful. And then the things that come of it also is senseless. In you know you start getting the the misinformations and the um, oh well um, the shooter was um, a minoritized individual so you know this you know this is the reason for mental health and extra extra etc etc etc. But what I want to say out loud is that. Although I am extremely an advocate for mental health, and because I believe that there is a um, connection to the psychology behind uh, someone who, or groups of people who conduct violent acts, whether that's extreme belief, whether that is um, you know the social the sociological perspective of um, how the world functions, the emotional and the traumatic experiences of these things are not normal. They should not become normal, and it becomes harmful when we make or try to make connections where. Um, reflection and bias checking is necessary. Um, I think about my daughter and being in third grade and, you know, thinking about and reflecting upon, you know, questions like, what if that was your child? But also think about questions of like, step into your third grade self or your fourth grade self. And what would be the, those emotions given the circumstances, given those situations? And you then create a part of you that is human, that connects to the humanity that these experiences should be the forefront of. And if not, you know, no one, and I'm telling you, no one wakes up and says, you know, I want to be harmed. I want to be hurt. I don't want to feel good. Like, no one. And being that level of reflective is knowing 
and connecting to humanity. And why I say that is, you know, um, everyone and all people struggle. But as individuals, we need to come to a complete agreement that violence, abuse, and neglect, you know, because a bystander, um, being a bystander is also an issue here, is not okay. I think that it's a culmination of things that need to be done within both policy and practice, right? And I say that very clearly because I know as a doctoral student that a lot of the things that I read and a lot of the things that I um, research does not translate or, or humans on a social level cannot replicate what is on paper or they do depending on how you're seeing things um you need to be able to understand policy law and practice right because having it on paper is one thing then followed by action and followed by uh practice why I say that is this. Um, I graded NYSYSLAT um, just recently, and one particular student spent an entire essay talking about gun violence and the need for gun control. Now, I will say this. As someone who has um, gone to a shooting range and thinks about the amendment where it is a right to carry firearms. I want to say this. Gun control would work if all were removed. That includes authority. And I'm choosing my words very wisely because I will be probably told you are an extreme liberalist or um, leftist. But I want to clarify my thinking. Think about a world where racism, sexism, all the isms, um, uh, violent crimes against the LGBTQ community, uh, shout out to my pride people, um, to the LGBTQ plus community, like this is our month, um, being able to understand that violence against groups 
do not only come from the ordinary, you know, uh, loner or person that got bullied or, you know, a terrorist. Um, whether it is white supremacy, whether it is a, an extreme belief, violence comes from that belief in uniform. It's like a wolf in sheep's clothing, if you will. So essentially, my thought is that the policy on gun violence cannot only or should not only be implemented for civilians, but also for authorities, right? Um, I've heard of examples of certain countries or places where their authorities, whether police, whether, you know, share, whatever it is, they do not own guns. And they're fine. And I believe that knowing that, you know, that, you know, when it comes to racism, all the isms, and just discrimination against and hurt, hurting another will continue to happen. However, in the magnitude of gun violence, in the magnitude of like, you made me upset, so now I'm going to shoot. You know, I feel like we're missing a couple of steps. Being able to sell guns, whether um, to sell guns, to buy guns, to be able to, um, you know, practice is, I want to say, a privilege. And one that I think that because of the ripple effects of the pandemic and the ripple effects of just the larger society, we're seeing it, right? Uh, yesterday, there was a, a shooting in Tulsa, um, Oklahoma. And you start to believe that this is normal, that it is okay for these things to happen. And it isn't. It isn't. To be kind and to be honest can coexist. I also want to say that there is a difference between the surface level um, social emotional um, aspect of education and the dive deep of education, the diving deep of social issues and bringing these issues to life. And I know that many educators fall one side or the other when it comes to re-traumatization of an entire people. But I want to say this, without being able to address a problem, that problem will continue to exist. For those folks who will sit there and say, well, I'm just not going to take a COVID test, so that means I won't have COVID. 
That doesn't make sense. That means that you will continue to provide, you will still continue to um, spread your germs without knowledge. And although some people say that ignorance is bliss, I disagree. Being able to be transparent with our kids in education is absolutely 100% necessary. And here is why. Our kids are sitting in classrooms, whether they are in kindergarten, first, second, pre-K, you name it. Sitting in classrooms, learning about things that will be obsolete in the next 15, 20 years. Why? Because there is a change in a societal change in technology, in STEM fields, where that becomes the ultimate um, need. And as we progress, as we grow, we need to be able to understand that. But that also means to show them the world that they are in now so that they can come up with innovative solutions to these major problems. This doesn't mean I'm going to hide and not and tiptoe around these things. It means this is a problem. It, it is a problem because it continues to happen. Gun violence is a problem because it continues to happen. Not addressing it in a classroom is a disservice to children. It's a disservice. It is a complete negligence to children. As someone who has worked and understood, you know, I did my uh, bachelor's in criminology and I was just fascinated with um anything, um, whether it's real crime or just the, the, the sociological aspects of crime. One thing that I came from, uh, came out with throughout my thesis, throughout my, um, understanding of my bachelor's is that there is an absolute difference between nonviolent crimes and violent ones. There is emotion behind violent crimes. There is the messiness of being human behind those crimes. It is hard to believe, and I'm sorry if it's getting a little loud, it's because um, it's raining profusely getting back to uh, Long Island, but uh, the tabs, the tabs are happening again, my tabs, my tabs, um, it's, there it is, it's knowing that there's a messiness for violent crime that there may not be 
a solution that everyone is going to be happy with. But I know for a fact that no action is an action. Being a bystander to all of this will create more damage than good. And being able to provide a solution put steps in place, actionable steps for it to be part of practice. And if it doesn't work, back to the drawing board. People say to me, well, why do you love math? That's why I love math. Because I can always, oh, I didn't get to the solution. I can always go back and figure out where I went wrong. And now I have a better understanding of the road not to take. Similarly, when we apply this to all areas of life, we grow, we expand, we find solutions. But, like Matt, we need to know and address that there is a problem, that there is an actual problem. That's all I have for, for today. Um, you know, I'm cutting it right now because I just, I can't even fathom anyone trying to say that what's going on is isolated incident or that what's going on is not um, conducive um, and that we shouldn't do anything. Again, if we're doing gun control, I expect that the United States would choose to unarm everyone. That include authorities. Because what I believe may happen is that authorities would wreak havoc on black and brown folks. And that shouldn't be the case. So with that said, um, I don't even know how to end this. So I'm just going to stop speaking. Um, for those families who will be eternally grieving, um, Those beautiful babies. I am just at a loss for words on where we are and where we could be. Um, That's it. That's what I have for this episode. Um, 